Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. PointClickFish.com. Your connection to the saltwater fishing community brings you saltwater fishing radio. Are you a professional tournament angler, fishing captain, or novice angler looking to learn from the pros? Listen to live discussions from some of the best in the industry. The biggest TV fishing stars. Interviews with captains, sponsors, and fishing teams. Your trusted source for the latest tournament updates, industry news, and interviews. It's time to talk fishing with your host, Captain Jay. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. Wayne, we're back in the studio this week. I wanted to uh, tell everybody that it's been a busy week for us again, but definitely be glad to be back here with our listeners. Yeah, always great to have a, a fresh new week with us coming out on the radio show each week, and uh, always great to be back in the studio. Like you said, we've had a a busy week, but uh, a lot of good things happening, so we're excited to be able to go and have some updates for our audience this week. Yeah, on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Big Water Adventures TV show aired uh, that we were on for the Outdoor Channel, so that was exciting to watch that come to air and shed some light on the uh, the, the red drum fishery in Oriental, North Carolina. Yeah, definitely got a lot of uh, good feedback on social media. Um, you know, Mark Davis's page is big. Big Water Adventures, you couldn't help but notice that they had a, a lot of good feedback there. And then with your page, Captain Mitchell Blake's page, you know, kind of following along with the uh, the reaction from our audience on social media, it was pretty clear that uh, they were impressed by some of those big red drum or uh, redfish that you uh, guys got into out in the Oriental and around the uh, mouth of the Noose River. Well, I tell you that one of the big things is that it made me want to go fishing. Watch, yeah. Watching it, you know, it, it definitely made me want to get out. So I look forward to the, the fish heading back up this way. But also we're able to do a uh, spot satellite uh, phone interview with Captain Mark Henderson, the look of our fishing team yesterday that we put up on social media. So definitely get a chance to check that out on our Facebook page where we uh, interviewed Captain Mark as he was fun fishing, uh, talking to us on the spot global satellite phone. Yeah, well, it doesn't take much to make us want to uh, to go fishing, especially now that we're into the you know almost done with the we're done with the first week of March and looking to uh, Easter break. And you know, it doesn't take much to get us excited and to get us ready. And uh, definitely, some of those big red drum make you look forward to summer. And you know, there's always an advantage when you're out on the water to uh, you know staying in contact with people and staying safe out on the water. And those uh, spot satellite phones really give. You know, anglers an edge there. It's good to uh, hear from Captain Mark. Of course, he'll be at Get Hope Fishing School. We did a show last week focused on that, but uh, you know, good to talk with him and good to uh, know that he's staying safe when he's out there on the water. 
Yeah, absolutely. The phones allow um, Mark and us to be able to stay connected, but it's a great safety uh, piece to have with you. We have that connectivity while you're offshore outside of cell phone range. Yeah, one of the real advantages, you know, that I see it in use for myself is, you know, some of the, you know, the outback expeditions that I like to do, whether it be by kayaking or camping, going out on my skiff, you know, over the weekend, you know, the ability for a touch of a button to be able to send a message to your family and friends and for them to be able to kind of track where you're at and how things are going uh, just gives everybody involved some peace of mind, you know, when you're out doing stuff. I like to do some solo paddle trips and some solo fishing trips overnight. And, you know, just for my wife to be able to keep up with where I'm at and the fact that I'm doing okay, just, you know, it's real easy the, the way the communication device is set up is, they make it really user-friendly to be able to get that message out to your family and friends and, you know, loved ones. Yeah, absolutely. That's very important. But, uh, you know, one thing that we talked about with Mark on the interview is definitely uh, visit findmespot.com. The, the phones and the plans are very affordable. So that's something that, uh, you know, people don't may not realize, that, uh, but they definitely made those plans uh, very affordable, affordable. Well, as much money as we we put into a fishing adventure between the boat, the bait, the tackle, the lures, the rigs, you know, all the, we, we, we tend if we're not careful to take safety for granted. Uh, so it's great that they've, you know, got price plans that are really, you know, well laid out and designed in a way that give you the opportunity, depending upon how much you're going to end up using that phone. You know, it's probably obviously not going to be your, your main form of communication when you're on land, but when you're 40, 50 miles away from the nearest uh, tower, you know, it's nice to, be able to count on that uh that satellite system that really just does provide uh you know real good clarity too. That's what surprised me, you know, listening to Mark's interview. It was uh it was like he was sitting right there. Absolutely. And that's one of the things is uh, allowing people to be able to hear the phone actually in use is something that we are excited to be able to do is to let people hear what it sounds like when you're talking with someone on the phone. So very important. Definitely go make sure you check it out and uh listen to the clarity and the quality of the spot global satellite phone i tell you now we're going to head south a little bit aren't we wayne yeah yeah i'm I'm glad to be able to have one of those in my in my services as i'll be heading down to florida here before too terribly long before the month is out be taking a trip down to uh i'm stopping at disney with the family uh but once we get past disney and start to get to south florida my my attitude's quickly going to shift to uh you know, saltwater and, in some cases, freshwater fishing. I'm going to be in Miami for, for about a week, and while I'm there, we're going to be doing a trip down to the Keys, uh, Strip Strike Charter, Captain Paul down at Strip Strike Charters. He'll be on the show with us next week, but you know, he runs a really good light tackle flats uh, fly fishing guide service, and uh, they've been seeing the juvenile tarpon. You know, I say juvenile. We're talking 15, 20, 25, 30-pound fish. And um, th- so those up in the mangroves are going to be a lot of fun, hopefully. And, you know, the uh, the permit this time of year are moving up into super, super shallow water. He runs a uh, real shallow draft boat with a uh, polling platform. So that's one of my favorite styles of fishing is sight fishing. And to see some, you know, 20, 30-pound permit pushing and rutting around up on the, on the flats is something I'm really looking forward to. And, you know, following his post on Facebook, he's been seeing a good number of those fish, but having a hard time convincing them to strike. Uh, they can be, you know, kind of hard to get them to bite sometimes. You hear some anglers that will go and book a solid week's worth of trips and, you know, might get lucky to bring one or two to the boat. But 
what he was telling me is we're really just on the cusp of them, uh, you know, really turning on. So hopefully by the time I get there in a couple of weeks, it'll be a, uh, you know, scenario where it's game on and uh, there's permit on the flat stand. It just looks like a whole heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, I tell you, we're talking about Florida fishing tonight on the show. We get to head down to Stewart, Florida. We talk to Captain Darren Cobb of Wet and Wild Sport Fishing this evening. Yeah, they've got a, uh, you know, a really good operation. Of course, Captain Tony Ross run, which is known for that boat, as he is uh, from up here in North Carolina and has moved down and had a lot of success out of Stewart. And you know, talking with him, he thought it would be best for us to talk with Captain Cobb tonight because he's been running the boat for him a lot, it sounds like, and it sounds like he's got a you know, tremendous amount of knowledge from down in that area. So you know, we're really excited to be able to bring him on and talk to him about the uh, – you know, the Stuart, Florida area, um, the fishing seasons that go on down there, and they learn more about wet and wild sport fishing. So it's uh, going to be a good shot. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and get Captain Darren Comp from Wet and Wild Sport Fishing in Stuart, Florida, on the line with us. Captain Darren, welcome to the PointClickFish.com Saltwater Radio Show. Hey, thanks, guys, for having us aboard, and uh, looking forward to participating in the show. Uh, well, we we definitely appreciate you calling in. As I was talking with Captain Tony, he had told me that you had been putting a lot of time out on the water lately, and that you had a really good, you know, knowledge and history of the area. And he, he felt like it'd be good to get you on the air for a change. As we've had him on the air before, and uh, talk to you a little bit about what you guys have got going on down in Florida. But uh, before we get into it, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and you know your history within the, uh, you know, the fishing community. Well, I've been uh, fishing down here for almost twenty years now, and. Uh, Cut my teeth fishing in the BBCs and um, the Bahama Billfish Championships and had quite a success in that. And uh, Started running a charter boat here uh, about 18 years ago in Florida and I've been back and forth between private boats and charter boats and um, you know, just love the, the fisheries that we have here and, um, you know, and thankful that we have. And, uh, and we take a lot of stride and um, uh, doing a lot of bill fishing, a lot of sail fishing here going on. I've been fortunate to be able to travel up and down the Florida East Coast, and I stopped in at Stewart a time or two. But for our audience that might not be familiar with Stewart, tell us a little bit about your location and the area that you fish out of. Well, we're located on the east coast of Florida. We're about uh, 40 minutes north of West Palm Beach and about two hours south of Daytona Beach, Florida. And, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of clients, you know, from that area and a lot of visitors that come down to Orlando and Daytona that choose to come down and fish with us here in Stewart because we have such a lesser ride out to the Gulf Stream area and, and for our fishing, you know, it's uh, up in the Daytona area, which I was fortunate enough to go up on, on Saturday and fish is a, you know, about a 50 mile ride and here from our dock, we could be fishing about 35 to 45 minutes. So, and we have a great fisher here going on. Um, selfish is phenomenal. Um, last summer, the cell fishing was just astronomical you couldn't ask for a better summer it was actually very surprising um you know in the springtime the cobies are starting to show up uh starting to catch some nice gaffer dolphin now it seems like they're showing up a little early this year and um also we're close enough to the bahamas that uh we offer an east side tuna trip um gotcha. go over and spend a day and it's about a about a 65 75 mile ride for us gotcha gotcha Sounds like you got a lot of good things going on in the area. Uh, we'll definitely talk a little bit about each season here in a minute, you know, and talk about some of the tactics you all use to target some of those sport fish. But knowing that you're taking, you know, some long hauls sometimes and you're comfortable heading, you know, pretty good distance, I'm, 
imagine you must be on a boat you're pretty comfortable with. For those that don't know much about the wet and wild, tell us about the, uh, the boat you fish from. Well, the wet miles of 54 James Gilligan. It's built up in North Carolina, and uh, uh, the owner of the boat, Tony Ross, he actually had his hands in um, on building parts of that boat, to my knowledge, and uh, she's just really a great foundation official, and she's uh, she's very comfortable. She's 54 feet long, uh, almost 17 foot wide. We've got a beautiful roomy cockpit, and uh, you know the boat just phenomenal. It's got that Carolina ride and. You know, most people, when it's uh, rough and they're sitting at the dock, we're fortunate enough to be able to ride out a little bit of comfort. So uh, can't say enough about the boat and uh, its abilities. It's really a really a well-built boat and a, and a great machine. She's a great fishing platform. Very comfortable inside. You know, it's nothing fancy, but uh, she's, a, she's a very nice and comfortable charter boat, very clean, and she's a, she's a great fishing foundation. Uh, knowing that you're, you know, in close proximity to the Gulf Stream and on a boat that's, you know, stable and rides really well, I bet y'all are on the water quite a bit throughout the year. Yes, we are. Uh, I've been running the boat now for about a year, and uh, we had a we had a tremendous uh, charter season last year. Uh, fortunate enough to, uh, you know, fish probably an average about three three and a half days a, a week last year throughout the summer, which we were very fortunate to get that. And uh, the fishing was just phenomenal last year, and uh, you know, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, I don't expect any changes from this season. You know, the bait the bait's starting to show up here, so uh, I expect that the fishing is going to be uh, just as good, if not better, than it was last season for us. Well, I can only imagine that being there, you know, on the Florida coast, that you you certainly see some seasons, may, maybe not as drastic as what we see up here in North Carolina, but, uh, you know, as, as the year progresses and as you go through the uh, you know, the annual cycle, it sounds like you all are on fish, really just about year-round. If, if you can, maybe talk to us a little bit about each season and about the, uh, you, you alluded to summer and sailfish. You know, those two kind of come together, it sounds like, for you real well. But what else uh, What else do you all target as the year progresses? Uh, you know, as springtime here approaches, the Kobe are starting to show up. Uh, you know, nothing in in uh, great numbers yet, but there are some a few quality fish that have moved in on some of the shallow water reefs and stuff here and the wrecks. Uh, you know, in the next few weeks uh, and throughout the, the early part of summer, we'll have a, a very good uh, Kobe fishing season, I expect. And, uh, you know, as the dolphin and um, uh, selfish season will only get better here um, as the live bait keeps showing up and then hangs around. And, um, you know, the, the fishing will be will be very good. Also, we're uh, very fortunate. We're close enough to the Gulf Stream here that, uh, you know, on our, on our day trips, uh, a lot of times throughout the summer, we're fortunate enough to be able to go out to an area here that's uh, known as a push-button hill, and uh, we'll go out there and troll around, and, you know, you get a shot at a blue marlin once in a while or a white one, and, you know, a few wahoos there and uh, some, some dolphins th- going through, but a great a great blackfin tuna fishery there. And, uh, you know, it's not, not not a lot of giant fish, but consistent fishing, you know, and uh, it's not, not, not uncommon to catch a 20- or 30-pounder out there once in a while, but, you know, a lot of 10- to 15-pound fish, and it really works out for a great charter your charter experience. Everybody's happy when they bring home a whole bunch of blackfin, that's for sure. They're a great tasting tuna species. And, you know, you mentioned with Toby something I thought was interesting. We definitely see here in eastern North Carolina when they first show up in spring, it seems like that first run is a, a massive bigger fish. Is that what y'all experience down in Florida? Yeah. Sometime? Yeah. Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, yeah, we have uh, some areas here that, um, you know, some man-made stuff, uh, you know, a little, uh, a little 
uh, barge wreck and um, you know some sand piles and some rock piles and stuff that are that are all man-made there. And uh, the the fish the bait fish is attracted to that area, and we get a lot of bull sharks in there. And when you get the bull sharks, you know that the cobias come in, and um, especially the larger cobias come in. You know earlier in the season, but uh, you know it's not uncommon to catch, catch a large one throughout the season. But uh, as time progresses, it definitely is a uh, you know um not your your jumbos but you know solid 30 40 pound fish is not uncommon just about any day you want yeah. to get out and, and target them yeah that's just interesting to hear you say you see similar patterns because we definitely see those you know that first run that first week that it kicks in everybody's always real antsy trying to time it right because everybody knows that usually those 80 pounders are tossed within the, the first couple of weeks so it's like i say interesting yeah. to hear you have a similar pattern down there yeah, yeah, and it, it's been very consistent throughout, through, you know, with that throughout the years. So uh, yeah. it's uh, tried around the corner here, you know. It's uh, yeah, uh, they're starting to show up, and unfortunately, Mother Nature has not cooperated for us this week. So we had a had four postponements already for this week, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get them out next week and and get a better idea of what's going on and what our summer's going to bring for us. Yeah, that sounds great. Now with sailfish down that direction i know a lot of people use kites for them or at least that's what i you know, heard talking to people and you know reading some of the reports how do you guys go about targeting your selfish fight when they well it? well uh stewart florida we're known for we're the selfish capital of the world as we're known for and uh we do a tremendous amount of dead baiting uh in the winter time uh mm-hmm. you know all of our tournaments here in this area are you know 99.9 percent of our tournaments in this area are dead bait tournaments uh you get down south uh, to the Jupiter and, and West Palm Beach area, and it's a lot of kite fishing. And a lot of the tournaments are, um, um, you know, allow dead bait or live bait, which, uh, you know, a lot of the kite fishermen uh, uh, down that way have perfected that. And they're definitely, uh, you know, very keen on what's going on, as we are with our dead bait in this area. However, you right. know, our summer, our summer months, we do, uh, you know, we're forced to, to match the hatch, if you will, and, uh, you know, we have to fish the live baits. And, uh, you know, a few of us yeah. uh, do a little bit of kite fishing and, you know, or bumping troll or some drifting, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, I know you mentioned already real quickly, but I, I want to make sure I give you a chance to talk a little bit more about these these tuna trips that you, you guys take. It sounds like you're, uh, you know, taking a little bit longer run and getting into some pretty good yellowfin and, and kind of a mixed bag of a lot of different stuff without further off the beach. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um we're, like I said, you know, we we call it our east side tuna trip. Uh, basically, we're fishing the area there at the north northwest uh, area out of the Bahamian waters there, and uh, you know, we uh, it's not uncommon to catch you know seventy, eighty, or even hundred pound elephants there. Uh, one of my best trips we did, we left here and did a three day trip, and uh, we limited out in three hours and had to come home. But um, you know, early in the season in April and May. Uh, a lot of shots of blue marlin, uh, white marlins, and a uh, sailfish and wahoo, you know, swimming through, and some good dolphin fishing, and um, you know, the and the yellowfin tuna fishing to get on the birds are just phenomenal. Yeah, and once you get through summer, what kind? What does fall look like? Uh, fall time here, you know, once we get through the, the summer there, you know, fall pattern kind of falls out a little bit, if you will. Uh, you know, after you know September. Uh, you know, towards the middle end of September and October, it slows up a little bit here for us. And, uh, you know, that's, we look forward to that, uh, you know, first little bit of cold weather we can get, you know, in October or November there to start pushing the selfish down from, uh, you know, up in y'all's area and debate. And uh, hopefully yeah. that we have, hoping that we have a great uh, selfish season in the winter. 
Yeah. So you still travel quite a bit then as you move back and forth searching for fish. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, basically it's just a matter of finding clean water and, and finding the bait and staying on it and, and getting fortunate enough to capitalize on your bites there. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tremendous fishery here, definitely in the wintertime for the shellfish. And, you know, like I said before, last summer was just, you know, unexpectedly great cell fishing. I mean, just about every charter we had last year, we had um, chances of doing double digits live baiting almost every day that we fished. It was just phenomenal. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome day out there. Anytime you can get double digits, that's uh, you know, really really doing good out there. The uh, our regular audience with the Point Click Fish is you know pretty familiar with Wet and Wild with uh, Captain Tony, but it's great that he has suggested that we we bring you on this time around so we can learn a little bit more about you, especially since you've been running the boat a lot and you know, have a little bit of knowledge down a lot of knowledge you know about the fisheries down there for. Uh, our audience who might not know about the move to Florida and everything, make sure that we know exactly how they can uh, get in touch with you guys down there if they were interested in booking a charter and maybe give them some suggestions as far as time frames, planning your trip. Okay. Well, if anybody's interested in booking a trip, they can, uh, you know, obviously find us on the website at uh, uh, wetandwildsportfishing.net or, you know, wetandwildsportfishing.com will come up in there as well. Um, where they can call Captain Tony Ross's uh, direct phone line at area code 772-486-9527, or they can call my my phone directly to me uh, at area code 772-485-0112. Time to dominate the questions here. I'll ask Jay, you got any questions for Captain Carl? No, we've, we've actually been uh, threatening to come down there and fish with you guys here um, over the past few years, and that's something to do is definitely get down there and check out the new sport and the new fishing grounds for the wet and wild sport fishing. We definitely uh, look forward to being able to hopefully do that this year with you guys to be able to get down and check things out. Well, you guys make it down here. We'd sure love to get you out on the wet and wild and show you a great day wet and wild style, guys. Good deal. Good we definitely look forward to the opportunity, and thank you for educating um, what you guys do down there in Stewart, Florida, and definitely uh, we're very familiar with the wet and wild itself, and it makes for a comfortable ride and a great fishing day uh, on the boat. And uh, sure you tell Captain Tony Ross we said hello as well. I will do, guys, and I sure appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Enjoyed it, and uh, look forward to being able to participate with you again, with you all again soon if we can. Excellent. We appreciate it, and we look forward to having you guys on again soon. All right. Thanks, guys, and have a great night. Thank you. Take care, Captain. You too. All right, everybody. That was Captain Darren Cobb from Wet n' Wild Sport Fishing in Stewart, Florida. Like I said, we were uh, Captain Tony Rice. Tony Ross has been on the show with us, and obviously we know Captain Tony very well and have fished with him quite a bit. Um, but it's great to get Captain Darren here on the air with us to talk to us about what they have going on in Stewart, Florida. It definitely sounds like they stay busy and they do have an amazing fishery down there, and I definitely would like to get down there, Wayne, and be able to go fishing with them and uh, check things out currently how it is in Stewart, Florida. Yeah, it's a, just just a great destination. You know, that uh, that stretch of coast in Florida has, has really changed a lot over the years, but it's still one of the, you know, the few destinations that's not, you know, overrun commercially as bad as some of the other areas up and down the coast. It's a uh, kind of a little jewel placed right there, you know, just just south of uh, 
Melbourne, and that's the area that they refer to as the Treasure Coast. You keep working your way down, and you know, obviously, you know, Central Florida has become a hub for sport fishing, and uh, has been a hub for sport fishing as they've got a you know year-round fishery and a lot of great uh, a lot of great boats that proximate to the Gulf Stream, and also a lot of there are a lot of real good inshore fishing through that area too. So it's uh, definitely a, a destination that a, a lot of people travel to, and this time of year is is really when we start to, to think about that spring break trip and uh, you know the opportunity to go get on the water and some warmer weather before our our spring season kicks in up here. Well, I tell you, you know one of the things that uh, he said that I imagine uh, most of the the listeners that uh, are pretty familiar with the ride to the Gulf Stream here in North Carolina. He said they're out fishing in 30 minutes from the time they leave the dock, from the time they get out there within 30 minutes, they're fishing. And and that's not always the case here off the coast of North Carolina. It takes a little bit longer to get to the Gulf Stream, so literally right there at the Gulf Stream. And by the time they leave the dock within 30 minutes, they've got lines out fishing in the Gulf Stream, and uh, it's just a, a great location. Yeah, when you're taking a day charter and you're having to run two hours to get there and two hours to get back, that that certainly cuts into your fishing time. And, you know, when the Gulf Stream shifts, it brings it a little closer to the Carolina coast. And, you know, we're really fortunate, you know, in comparison to South Carolina, Georgia, some of the other states to our south, that, you know, we're in pretty close proximity and certainly within a day trip to be there and do some good fishing up here on the Carolina coast. But, you know, man, a 30-minute ride to being out in the blue water is uh, is nothing, especially when you're on a really nice, comfortable boat. You can... Uh, you know, make your way out without any stress. And uh, once you get out there, it sounds like they've got the uh, the fishery pretty well dialed in, and uh, just a lot of a great a lot of great opportunities with pelagics, uh, you know, wahoo, tunas, dolphin, sailfish, chance at some white marlin, blue marlin. There's a uh, you know a lot of good opportunities, a lot of good reasons to head that, that down that direction. And uh, Again, that's kind of the, the nature of this show is I'm planning my trip down to Florida here soon. It's uh, definitely something a lot of people have got on their mind. Um, we're we're on the cusp of seeing our, our fishery kick off. I was actually in Chasing Tails Bait and Tackle earlier today talking to Captain Matt Lamb, and you know we were talking about the fact that we're almost to Easter, and once Easter shows up, that's when we really start to see things start to get, you know, get to where we want it to be around here again. We get cabin fever though making your way through march making your way i'm sorry through february and into march a lot of us are twitching waiting to get our you know a fix and you end up uh going down to florida to fulfill that addiction i uh I mentioned that i'll be down there soon but it's uh i got a feeling i won't be the only one on 95 heading south yeah we actually have a few events in florida this year so maybe we can swing by and do some fishing I think that would be uh, pretty awesome to be able to combine a few of the work trips with a couple fishing trips. So we'll definitely have to keep that in mind as we head down into Florida this year during the tournament season. Yeah, yeah. There's a great opportunity to kind of mix your 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 workflow with your with your fishing passion and a uh, great great boat to get get down there on. Uh, Florida does have a, a lot to offer. You know, we've done several shows. Uh, here over the past couple of months, focused on the, the fisheries down in Florida with Peter Miller and you know, Bastabil Fish. He talked a lot about the uh, resources that are available down there, and we kind of touched on that uh, peacock bass fishery while we had him on the phone, too. Of course, we focus on saltwater fishing, but that's something I've been doing a lot of intel and research on myself as I'm 
going to be in Miami for a couple of nights. And, you know, my goal is to, you know, I've been scouring the Internet for, for information and reaching out to a few people that I know down that direction and the, the lagoon systems that have been carved out of that, you know, hard rock, limestone rock down in South Florida, Miami area, um, you know, hold a wide variety of, of different uh, you know, non-native fish species. And the uh, peacock bass is certainly the highlight that they were reintroduced or, or introduced for the first time in the mid-'80s to combat some problems with some invasives. Uh, they seem to coexist pretty well with the large amount bass population and the, the other native fish species, but they were introduced to uh, help remove and eradicate some of the other you know, less desirable um, invasive species that are introduced, and they, they bring in millions of dollars to the Florida economy in it. I can only say from my research that I've done so far, it seems as if there's some locations that are, you know, available to the shorebound angler, which I will be, and also the, uh, you know, the small boat angler cruising through those lagoon systems where there's a pretty good number of peacock bass around. Um, they may not reach the size there that they do down on the Amazon. Of course, they're they're native to the Amazon region. Um, but I'm hoping I can get to you know, meet a five or six pound peacock bass. Those fish are just this beautiful fish and uh, you know a great kind of urban angling destination. So it's something I I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, be able to put together a video or you know a show of some sort to be able to highlight the uh, the urban angling opportunities down in Miami. Um, you know a lot of anglers don't realize it, but when you fly into Miami International Airport, there uh, you know that series of little lakes that are all around the airport. They are all uh, teeming with freshwater fish and. Peacock bass are probably one of the highly most sought-after fish in the area. So I'm really looking forward to that, too. We definitely look forward to uh, when you get the opportunity to get down there and then also uh, the report once you're there and once you get back. We definitely want to hear about how things went and um, to see. We, we actually want to see the pictures of that large that large peacock bass. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk it up too much. I'll get down there and and get lost and not, not get into anything. But it sounds like you uh, put in some time. You're pretty you know pretty good odds of of encountering some of those fish. Um, maybe not the same for the permit. Hopefully, I'll get lucky with them. With a great captain and a great guide, he can put me in front of the fish, but he can't make them bite. So we'll we'll have to see what comes from that trip. But I, I can tell you one thing. I'm, I'm doggone looking forward to some crystal clear water. I'm doggone looking forward to some 80-degree temperatures and putting my shorts on again. And, uh, yeah, man, I hate I hate to brag too much and put wait, wave it in your face, Jay, but, man, I'm heading to warmer water. Yeah, although I did see here on the coast of North Carolina that uh, next week, I think by Friday, it will be 79 degrees. So yeah. it's definitely heating up here. I, I saw that, and I was – I think like Monday it starts out at like 75, and then by the end of the week we're at 79. So, hey, I think we're going to yeah. get teased a little bit before it actually really warms up again. Uh, but it, it sounds like next week it may be a little warm for us here on the North Carolina coast. Yeah, it seems like that's always what happens. It's never 40 or 30 degrees when I leave. It always gets nice, and <laughs> the weather gets nice. But, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of weeks of those warmer temperatures and those big chopper bluefish will show up. You know, we'll see. Around Easter, usually you always hear about those fish moving into the surf zone, and uh, you know, just once that starts to happen, the bluefish are one of the first ones we talked about it last week with Captain Noah Link. So, uh, Captain Noah Link, when when those fish start to show up, it's uh, you know it's just about game on. They're uh, Spanish, and the cobia won't be too far behind them. You know, when you said that 
uh, one of the things we wanted to tell the listeners, if there's a specific species or certain area, certain, certain captain that you'd like for us to feature on the Point Click Fish uh, Fishing Radio Show, uh, let us know. Send us an email. A lot of times we get questions on how to be a part of the show or, you know, how to call in. So that's something definitely um, give us, you know, give us a call, drop us a line, let us know what species you would like us to talk about or what, uh, you know, type of tackle. We get a lot of questions about, you know, who to go with, where to fish, what to do. Uh, so if you'd like to be a guest on the show, definitely let us know. You can contact us at pointclickfish.com. On the right-hand corner up top, there's a contact button, and you can definitely contact us and let us know if there's something specific that you would like for us to talk about while we're on the air. Yeah, and also our social media pages are a great opportunity to reach out to us and you know, share with us what you've been up to out on the water and kind of a wish list for radio show ideas. We've got you know, a good number of shows lined up for the rest of March and looking into April, but there's always a uh, an opportunity for us to kind of branch out. And a big part of what we do is trying to bring content and information to our audience that uh, we feel is going to be useful and you know, sought after. So definitely take the time to share your thoughts on you know some of the past shows and uh, maybe some ideas on what you're looking for for, for future shows as well. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely love the feedback from our listeners, and that's something that we always enjoy is us, or even when you see us, uh, let us know yeah. what you think about the show, something that we definitely enjoy a lot. Yeah, of course. We ho- hope to see some of you at Get Hooked Fishing School coming up on March 19th. I uh, checked the registration for the event, and there's really down to only about 15, 20 tickets left for that event. So you haven't signed up yet. Of course, it's again the North Carolina Aquarium host Get Hooked Fishing School every year. This year it's March 19th. If you missed last week's show, we did a show focused on the uh, the event with Captain Mark Davis and Captain Noah Link, uh, sharing some information about what they'll be talking about. But there's a lot of other good captains there. And, Jay, you'll have a, a booth set up with uh, Redfish guys, uh, Captain Dwayne, with Dwayne. Uh, I know he's going to be on site again, I believe, and sharing some information about targeting redfish and uh, kind of learning a little bit more, more about tournament angling as well. Yeah, absolutely. We always appreciate Dwayne from the Redfish guys uh, joining us at the Get Hook Fishing School. But like you said, we'll be there uh, set up to be able to talk and let people know what we're up to. And then also, as we mentioned uh, last week, we will have the ultimate fishing truck with us. So we definitely give the opportunity to check that out. Um, we're definitely making a, a last some last few additions to the truck this week. But we definitely look forward to having that there at the Get Hook Fishing School on March 19th. Yeah, it's going to be great to see it kind of unveiled there at that event, and we're reserving a prime spot right up front for it. That way everybody that comes to the school will get the chance to check out what this uh, truck's been rigged out. And you know, looking at some content here recently on another site talking about you know designing and creating a towing vehicle, and I realize that you guys have really just uh, – Done a great job tailoring the uh, the build for you know a variety of different purposes. And one of the things that, that really came to mind for me is a lot of times you get down there to the boat ramp either early in the morning or late in the evening after hours. You've been out on the water all day, and having a uh, good lighting you know from your truck pointing back towards the trailer is just something that people take for granted. Um, but with the installation of some rigid LEDs, I got a feeling that truck's going to be able to light up the whole ramp. Well, you know, one of the things is um, 
Bonnie Ross and I used to travel and do a lot of uh, fishing at, out of a, a center console boat. So we did a lot of yeah. uh, towing and a lot of traveling, and that experience into mind as we built this truck to be able to say, all right, when we were on the road, what type of things did we need? And um, yeah. you know, lighting is is a huge thing because um, you know the, the rigid lights are there for a purpose. So when we need them, we can turn night into day. I mean, that's really what yeah. we need. You know, it's with the backup lights on the on the truck to be able to, if you have any issue with the trailer. Or at the boat ramp, you need light to be able to turn it on and utilize that. That, you know, they're not just there for looks; they're there for a reason. And that was one of the keys when we developed this truck, was it needs to be practical because we want it to be the ultimate fishing truck. So if you're on the road and you would need these things, this is what you would need. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff on it, and you know, there's a lot of um, a lot of cool stuff. But being able to make it practical was something that was very um, you know, important to us. Yeah, yeah, we definitely look forward to seeing it unveiled uh, on March 19th at the aquarium. And, you know, once we get it out on the road, um, get some good content, some videos and pictures of it, we're planning on doing a, uh, you know, a full show with some of your partners that helped make that project possible right here on the radio show so that you can learn more about, you know, how to, whether you're getting a new truck or whether you've already got a tow vehicle, you know, how you can make some adjustments and some changes that will really make life a lot easier on you when you're out, uh, you know, on the, getting ready to get out on the water. Well, you, you hit the nail on the head is being able to bring some of the partners that were with us as we developed this because we made it very clear in the beginning we were way out of our league with um, <laughs> installing a lot of the stuff or even the knowledge of some of the stuff in general. We needed to bring in the experts to help us out with this project and so we're very appreciative of our partners on the truck because we relied on their expertise to say, uh, Jay, that's a horrible idea. I would not do that. Okay, thank you. Um, so we relied yeah. on their expertise to tell us what to do and what not to do. Yeah, well, it's great to have people like that here in our community that can uh, you know, help direct you and, and get it rigged up right for you. It, uh, it's taken you know, a little while to get it done with all their help. I can't imagine how long it would take if it was just up to you, Jay. Uh, we would probably still be waiting to get the majority of it done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's, it's going to be a, you know a great thing to see, and we're we're really excited about that. And their audience has been following along really closely with uh with everything you've been doing, and it's it's uh you know just a couple weeks away from being reality. It is. It, it definitely is. But we definitely appreciate Wet and Wild Sport Fishing, Captain Darren Cobb and Captain Tony Ross for uh, being part of the show and allowing us to talk to them about uh, Wet and Wild Sport Fishing in Stewart, Florida. And it's always great to have um, anglers and captains in our network that uh, be part that are a part of the show that tell us about what's going on in their area, how they're targeting specific species, and also their businesses. These guys work very hard. They're on the water a lot. And uh, they definitely, uh, we connect them with anglers that are interested in fishing. And uh, who knows, maybe some of our listeners will be heading down to Stewart, Florida and give these guys a call. Yeah, it sounds like a smart plan to me. And it's uh, it's definitely an important part of who we are and the, the network that we've created and that uh, you know, we're, we're spread thin over a lot of different directions, but having people, you know, like Wet and Wild on, on, our, on our side that are willing to share content and willing to uh you know give fishing reports and be a part of the show definitely helps to uh 
and it brings some life to the network and, and helps to let people know what's what's going on up, up and down the coast. And also remind our listeners, definitely send your catch and reports and updates to us at pointclickfish.com, either on social media on the website. We'd love to share your catch and what you're up to when you're on the water. But Wayne, I tell you, I definitely look forward to next week's show. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always a lot of fun, and it's uh, going to be a, you know, a good week this week. I'm just ready to get this week behind me and uh, get down to Florida. But until then, we'll uh, we'll definitely keep up with people on social media over the upcoming week. And Jay, I'll stay up with you. Uh, let me know as things progress with the truck, and we'll stay in touch, getting everything last minute plans worked up for uh, for Get Hooked. We're looking forward to the event. Well, I tell you, we definitely want to thank our sponsors, Crystal Coast Graphics, Rigid Industries, LED Lighting, and Hooked Performance Fishing. We definitely couldn't do it without these guys. And also, being able to stay connected with the Spot, Spot Global Satellite Phone and Spot Gen uh, 3 Track. Definitely, these guys help us out a lot, so we definitely wanted to make sure we thank them for their support. But Wayne, we definitely look forward to next week, and uh, everyone stay safe on the water. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have a great evening, everybody, and thanks again for joining us on the Point Click Fish Saltwater Fishing Radio Show. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information, show notes, updates, or to join the saltwater fishing community, visit pointclickfish.com. Don't forget to catch live streams and future shows at saltwaterfishingradio.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. Stay safe on the water and tight lines. is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus